will you ignorant niggas please shut the hell up that's it that's all i get that's all you get oh my gosh i felt like they said that in every episode (laughs) i know this is like like an eye-popping moment in the show okay can you say it again (laughs) should i say it and like sound like the character yes that would help Will you ignorant niggas please shut the hell up? Wow, that was perfect. The Martin Luther King episode, MLK said it. He's had mm-hmm. it. These niggas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Will you ignorant niggas please shut the hell up? He said, I don't watch too many minutes of BET and I have had enough. <laughs> Oh my gosh, what an eye-opening episode. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, hey guys. Welcome back to another episode of Two Nation. We're your host. I'm August. I'm Code. And happy Black History Month to everybody. And in Black History Month form, we have to talk about the blackest shows to have ever existed. And what better show to start with than The Boondocks? So, black people, give it up for black people. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) So, Code, I want to get your first impressions of this show. When did you first watch it? What were your thoughts? I mean, it's probably like everybody else. I mean, I probably, when the Boondocks first came out, you're probably like, what, 10 years old, always trying to sneak and watch Adult Swim when our parents told us not to. And suddenly you see, you know, this cartoon. Or more like kind of anime style, it's just a bunch of black people in it. You're like, oh no, this is kind of sweet. They cussing <laughs> up a storm. It's kind of funny, and they kind of just covering all types of pop culture topics today. I'm just like, ain't seen nothing like it. It's kind of the first <laughs> time you see you see the Boondocks, and you know the rest is history. I mean, it's one of the best like one animated shows ever, and also just greatest like black cartoon shows. Period. Yeah, it's so well written. I I don't even. I can't even remember the first time I watched a Boondocks episode, um, but it was definitely when it was on Adult Swim. And I think, like, as a kid, I was like, wait a second. These cartoons are saying the N-word a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> and they're saying it, like, how we would say it. <laughs> like, and it's not, it's not censored tell. or nothing. Like, it's it's just not censored or anything. N-word. Literally, I was just telling my roommate, I was like, that's one of the things that stood out to me because they were bleeping all the other curse words except nigga. Like that mm-hmm. one was just, I mean, but you, you can't cause you would be hearing the bleep like literally every five seconds. Right. Um, <laughs> I feel like as a kid, like, yeah, the show was funny. It was, it was in that anime art style, but there was no way like we could fully appreciate the writing, um, what the creator was trying to get across with it. Aaron McGruder. I mean, Aaron Magruder. I mean, it's rewatching it now for this episode. I was like, wow, this is a this is a smart show, and this is this is how you do satire. I mean, this is like like the prime example. Peak satire. I mean, I mean, you see you see the arguments on Twitter about whether you know he wanted Oprah to be president or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he didn't. No. <laughs> And there are some episodes that are like prophetic. Did you watch the uh, the chicken the chicken virus one? 
I mean, they were really ahead of their time, you know. They they that knew something like this. What what happened? And you know, all of a sudden, Popeye's got a chicken sandwich, and niggas <laughs> lose their mind. And that's Losing exactly what mind. happened. There was a chicken shortage. There was a virus too close to home. What do they know that we don't know? <laughs> they they know a lot. Clearly, I mean, <laughs> they seem to be the only ones who <laughs> saw the problem with the whole R. Kelly situation. <laughs> Literally, I, literally. I watched that episode. And I was just like, it's insane that this, it, like, they wrote this episode when it happened, and like, just it pretty much is like, this is exactly what happened, except when yeah. you look at it from like, you know, I don't know, like common sense standpoint, like it's insane that this man did not go to jail for what he did. <laughs> and evidence and everything. I almost feel like they need to not even bring the whole show back because it looks like that's not going to happen at all. But yeah, we'll at least that. give us at least give us an R. Kelly episode update because the nigga in jail now. So that's what Matt. We need an update. So I um I wrote down a list of favorite episodes and notable episodes for me. Uh, was there any episodes that you wanted me to add to the list before we start the discussion? Um. I don't know. I feel almost every episode is so good. Like I can just really add my commentary to it. But mm-hmm. I, mean, I got some off the top of my head. I'll just bounce back. Okay. So we kind of already got into it a little bit, but of course, at the top of my list is the R. Kelly episode. I mean, it was mm-hmm. episode two of season one, um, and I guess it was just like a snapshot of the moment in time when R. Kelly was in another one of his legal woes Mm -hmm. so (laughs) do you want to give a quick synopsis of what that episode entails i mean it's pretty much what you said it's like kind of like like a literally just a snapshot shot of like what exactly happened um (laughs) during the r kelly trial where he was accused Mm -hmm. of about you know relieving himself on an underage girl um Mm -hmm. he's accused because you know he got away with it but despite them having clear videotape evidence that it happened and that video would just be easily available. <laughs> like in the episode, like the news is reporting, they're just like, "Oh, you can get the you can get the tape if you go to the website." Like, like it was what? like www.freetop.com or something. <laughs> <laughs> and, and of like, course, Riley was like, "Oh, I gotta let me go to my room, <laughs> right? Look at the video. It's crazy." I mean, one of the things that stood out to me the most. Well, there's a couple of things that stood out to me with that episode, but it was R. Kelly's lawyer. Um, it was voiced by Adam West. He did a very mm-hmm. great job, but he was just like, he was like this mountain of evidence. You know what I see this as? Racism. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and then tried to use uh, the defense because Tom, <laughs> are y'all going to believe a black man whose his wife is white? Everybody was, like, was married like, no. to a <laughs> married to a white woman. <laughs> Why did he say it like that? <laughs> you get, get the action on it, you know. Actual oh, white. white. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole jury was just fed up. They're just no. The whole jury was fed up, and then the little girl. I mean, uh, yeah. She just... said, "If I didn't want pee on me, I would have just got out the way." <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and the crazy and thing even, like the, the second episode of the entire series. Like literally the second episode, and this is the heat that they were coming with. All right. I mean, this is solidified in like 
one of the most iconic boondocks episodes ever but i mean what do you think the episode was trying to say just how stupid um and ignorant like i mean it's just really just like pointing out the satire and like how this man is getting away with what he did despite mm-hmm. an overwhelming amount of evidence and how people are willing to just like literally like be blind and not care about the evidence mm-hmm. just because they love r kelly that much that's just how important he was to some people just because mm-hmm. of like just because the nigga could sing, just because exactly. he could sing, because he good, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's what they said, and it's even still happening today. I feel like, you know, I, I mean, was like, that was like, I was like, what, fifteen years ago, mm-hmm. and it took like twelve or so more years to finally get that nigga in jail. So finally in jail, but it's like, oh, if that nigga got off scot free again, what does that say about our society? And even when he got sentenced. You know, his music, his music streams, like, skyrocketed. I mean, that happens with anybody who's, like, a musical figure in, like, a controversial situation. You know, the mm-hmm. diehards, the diehards, they always going to show out for their for their person, so. They are, they are, but what, do you, what are you going to do? Um, another funny joke <laughs> that sticks out to me from that episode was when they were playing the tape. And they were like, oh, you can't even tell that's him. And then he puts his face in the camera. And then the phone rings. And he's like, hello, you've reached R. Kelly. My social security, security number, number. <laughs> Just to show how much evidence they had against this man. Mm-hmm. And you can't forget about Huey's speech at the end to try to bring some sense back to the people. What the hell is wrong with you people? Every famous nigga that gets arrested is not Nelson Mandela? Yes, the government conspires to put a lot of innocent black men in jail on fallacious charges. But R. Kelly is not one of those men. We always got a speech for everything in that show. always has a speech. <laughs> you know what? He kind of reminds me of um, Kyle from South Park. How, like, at the end of every episode, he's like, you know what? I learned something today. X, Y, Z. Mm. Kind of like Huey being that voice of reason. Um, so that was one episode I felt like, I mean, you have to talk about it. It's prophetic. It's it says it's 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 it's, it's like he held up a mirror <laughs> to our people. Mm-hmm. Said, this is how y'all niggas look. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of like the whole basis of the show. It's just like mm-hmm. not to call out just society in general, but like, you know, mm-hmm. mostly black people and their bullshit in like a funny yeah. satirical way. You know, sometimes like Niggas be wild and, and niggas don't realize that they be wild. And so mm-hmm. they have like this this medium to where he can just don't tell it how it is and like mm-hmm. just show it in a different light. Cause I feel like a lot of shows did that. I mean, you had the Boondocks and the Chappelle show on at the same time, kind of like Holy doing the same cow. thing. Holy cow. Holy cow. You're so right. Um, it's oddly enough, we don't really have a lot of that today. Kind of weird, but yeah, I really can't think of anything. That is on right now that is doing something similar to what those shows were doing. Right. I mean, they were going to bring it back, but who knows what's going to happen. I mean, do you even feel like they should? Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, for context, um, when HBO Max was first announced, they also announced that the Boondocks was coming back for another season. I think the creator was going to be involved with it as well because, you know, people Mm -hmm. know that he was not involved with season four. And, you know, it was a big thing. And then, like, in between that announcement and, like, today, you know, uh, you know, Pop's grandpa 
the voice actor John D. Witherspoon. He passed away sadly. So it was yeah. kind of like no one knew what was going on. And I don't know if you know, but like his son, he's a voice actor too. And JD. he sounds pretty similar to him, right? Yeah, he sounds pretty similar to um the way his dad sounds, but he, you know, he ended up not getting the role. And the way it went down was kind of controversial. And mm-hmm. a lot of people are just kind of like, I don't know if you even should support it. And then, then right. like I, and then it was funny because we decided to do this episode, and then this week we get the news that the at news. least mm-hmm. at HBO Max that they're not bringing back um, the Boondocks. Like they said that Sony's trying to, I guess Sony's the one who has the rights to the show. They're trying to figure out what they're going to do. But for now, and whatever. The, um, the guy, what's his name? Cedric Yarbrough. Um, he had said that Sony pulled the plug, air quotes. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe I don't. I don't even know. I mean, would it? I, I definitely feel like there are some episodes, like the time that we are in society, I feel like the boondocks, right. we need we need that voice. I mean, we went through a whole Trump era presidency. There's a lot of material to work with there. We mm-hmm. have coronavirus right now. Shit ton of material to work with with that. I mean, the world's like way fucked up than it was. <laughs> When the Boondocks first aired, which is crazy. Right. Yeah, they could have uh, really took it a lot of different places. I mean, like it yeah. would, like I said, it would have been really interesting to see like what the writers would have to say and like how they would like you know just call people out on their bullshit and just mm-hmm. see what how they can make it funny. But you know, you kind of have to wait and see. If There's a ever... lot of people that need to be called out on their bullshit. It's a lot of people. <laughs> a lot of people. But I mean, I, until then, I guess we're just gonna keep watching the show and reminiscing yeah. about and how it's, great it's it is. still good. It's still right. good. <laughs> so what 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 is one a one is what is a favorite slash notable episode for you? I think for me, there's so many great episodes. I think when I think about it, you know, I, I did pick like the Martin Luther King quote. It was just kind of mm-hmm. like a real real backdrop because <laughs> it's funny because he brought him back in the early 2000s and like even then like mlk was just like no nah, these niggas is crazy they act ignorant mm-hmm. he's like i think i didn't get beat for all this and he's like well <laughs> it'd be funny if they brought his ass back in like 2022 just to see it his really opinion on would. that because things got a lot more wilder back then but i think for me my favorite episode is um it's a story about uh the guy from what was the show with um it's the booty warrior the date with the booty warrior <laughs> to catch a predator <laughs> to catch a predator there we go yeah 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 the booty warrior yeah that <laughs> is so funny like, I like you <laughs> I likes you and I want yeah, you I want this to. show is so quotable <laughs> I call you Chris Hanson you know you know what I call you Chris Hanson <laughs> oh I know who you are Chris Hanson but see I, I called you Chris Hanson. I watch your TV show all the time. So you can go ahead and bring them cameras and them police is waiting outside. It don't make me no difference. Now, I tell you what, I like you and I want you. Now we can do this the easy way or we can do it the hard way. The choice is yours. It was two, it was two shows they were spoofing. They were spoofing to catch a predator, and they were also spoofing Scared Straight, which they mm-hmm. called it Scared Stiff in the episode. <laughs> 
And they had the boys, you know, they had the boys visit a jail to see what could happen if they kept acting up. And of course, Riley's ignorant ass is like, oh, I can't wait to go to jail. Exactly. Like, he's he's literally the exact type of person they put on Beyond Scary Straight who don't think they need no correcting and think they gangsta. <laughs> Nothing's going to happen to him. Riley's just like, yep, send me right there, bro. <laughs> it was so crazy. Um, but I think within all the mess of like the booty word, like, I had recently watched that episode too. I mean, I binged. I tried to cram in as much boondocks as I could before we sat down together because mm-hmm. I just wanted it to be fresh. Um, but I felt I saw myself particularly paying attention to the part where the inmates they had the hostage hostages. They were getting ready to negotiate, and they're doing like I don't. Even, I know there's a word for it, but like they're conducting themselves in a manner where it's like motion to do this passes and votes and all of that like Mm -hmm. trying to get some work done really organizing with the help of huey and all these niggas can think to ask for is bitches (laughs) it's like y'all got all these hostages and y'all want bitches and then they're like what more could you want i mean honestly white bitches alaskan (laughs) bitches brazilian (laughs) bitches and they get to the point where they just you know, they gave up at the end. The hostages mm-hmm. snuck away and they're like, all right, we're, I guess we're just going to go back to jail. Like, that's all that it amounted to. But I think with all the craziness that happens, it's slipping a little bit of, you know, truth. Like, you know, Huey got his little, his little quotes in about the prison industrial complex and mm-hmm. how it's <laughs> reinforcing slave labor and all these, all these, all these awful things that are true, that are still going on today. 100%. But... At the same time, we laughing at the booty warrior. <laughs> that's what you. That's what's rememberable. You know, that's what you. <laughs> that's what you gonna take from it. That's what you gonna take. And Tom, shout out to Tom. He got over his fear. You can't take my booty. <laughs> Bro, and he was even from season escape. one. He was afraid of going to jail because he knew what they what they would do to him if he ended up. In I there. mean, as a as a black man, code, aren't you afraid of going to jail? <laughs> I mean, what I mean, nigga is naturally. not afraid of going to jail? There's a lot of niggas who aren't afraid to go to jail. <laughs> who aren't afraid to go to jail? I'm sure there's some niggas out here who like, yeah, I'm gonna walk up in there and they're gonna respect me from day one and they get that real <laughs> awakening. Them the niggas who aren't afraid to go to jail. Me, you that know, I'm so crazy. A, I'm an upstanding citizen. I don't. I'm not trying mm-hmm. to end up there. <laughs> Are you like a Tom? Do you know any Toms in real life? Do I know any Toms in real life? I mean, what what would you describe Tom as? I would describe Tom as an African-American man who, you know, he went to school. He got his degree. He's got a good job. And I feel like he kind of leveled up out of racism i know that's not a thing that's not possible to do but Mm -hmm. i feel like he's as close as to what that could be he lives in a good neighborhood you know he got his white wife his biracial child he got a good job and he just seems like pretty carefree you know it's very um like pg even the way he curses it's like it's so awkward but (laughs) yeah he's very proper speaking i mean he is a lawyer Mm -hmm. but he seems like kind of like unaware of things that are going on around him, but also aware at the same time, like he might not recognize his privilege at first until you call him out on it and then mm-hmm. he'll properly address it. But I mean, I, I mean, I feel like we probably knew a lot of times growing up, but I, I did. Mm-hmm. I think people would, would have called me a Tom, but I'm like, oh, I don't know 
about that one. <laughs> I think you got a little bit more self awareness. I think right. what Tom lacks is self awareness. All right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Not understanding why somebody would call him out for having a white wife or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but I honestly feel like they do like well, he loves her, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if I can speak for her. I mean, I saw I watched the Chris Brown episode. I watched the uh Usher the, the Usher, Usher episode. episode. <laughs> but I feel like they genuinely love each other regardless of her being white, you know? What's <laughs> yeah, we'll her see. name? Sarah. Yeah, Sarah. Sarah. We'll see. It just depends on when the next nigga come up that catches Sarah's attention. And that's when I know, right? <laughs> I feel like she would definitely. So we know she likes the Ushers, the Chris Browns. I could see her being like a Trey Songs girl. You know, not a Trey Songs girl. That definitely <laughs> seems. That definitely seems like her type. I don't know. <laughs> Trey Song's the next R. Kelly, if you ask me, but that's a story. For okay, different. and that's that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like when I was watching the um the Chris Brown episode, and he was just like, they're like, why do you do these things? And he was like, I don't know, I just be fucked up. Like, I feel like <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going on with um Trey Songs right now, but he needs some help. The allegations, it's not looking good, brother. He needs some jail time. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> what he needs. that's where he can get some help. For sure, for sure. But the Booty Warrior is—I mean, that's also a very quotable episode on one of the classics. Um, I think people... another episode that I really love because we we can't we can't talk about the Boondocks unless we talk mm-hmm. about Uncle Ruckus. Yeah, yeah. The real the real self self hating nigger of the show. Yeah, his, we do. This whole like origin story about how he got revitiligo is hilarious to me. <laughs> his, his daddy it's, hated him. It's really sad though. <laughs> I know <it's laughs> that is sad. one of the saddest episodes ever. <laughs> Uncle Ruckus's origin story. I mean that that is a lot to get into. Um, but before we do, I just wanted to <laughs> throw out another another one of my favorite episodes in. Um, I think this harkens back to me being like drawn to shonen. I'm a shonen girl. Uh, mm. The the red ball that it has to be my favorite episode on the Boondocks. It's mm. not even because the episode is saying anything profound in particular. I just love to see a good kickball match. Honestly, yeah, it's definitely <laughs> like one of those few episodes where the the animators can like flex their skills for sure. Mm-hmm. Definitely, um, and just Huey having that he's scarred. From his previous kickball uh, game, he gave a girl a permanent limp, or so he thought, <laughs> mm-hmm. when it was time for them to, you know, play and keep their neighborhood, uh, which I think could be a larger critique on how us people are pitted against each other because people with more money are just throwing all our goods away. Like, yeah, <laughs> definitely that. Um, but one of my favorite parts in that episode is when, like, the, the the Chinese players, they think they're winning. They're about to get away with it. And they start talking shit about Huey in Chinese. And that nigga starts speaking Chinese to them right back. Woo! <laughs> 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 
and that's when it was game over. <laughs> and when he like pitches the ball, he pitches that shit so hard. The girl goes to kick it, breaks her fucking femur or whatever bone that was. And is your femur in your arm or your leg? Whichever, yes, her shin bone breaks shin that bone. shit. <laughs> Huey goes to catch the ball. The ball was kicked with so much intensity that his freaking wrist bones break. Like, mm-hmm. that was an anime episode. An anime episode. I mean, it doesn't get better than that. I mean, you, you, I mean, it's one of those, like I said, they get to flex off their animation skills. You get to see... Mm-hmm. The heavy influence from anime in general. Of course, the um the big player, I, I forget what his name was, but you know, before the game even starts, he kicks the ball out into the, the forest. The ball hits a tree and the mm-hmm. tree fucking falls down. <laughs> like that is such like an anime move. <laughs> really Just is. showing the, the strength of these people. It's it's so crazy. Um and the crowd, the fucking crowd, they're singing like America the beautiful <laughs> always got to take things to a, a nationalist point. I mean, they were they were playing for Ed Wensler, so you know you gotta you gotta true you gotta true play for the true. White man <laughs> I love that episode so much. Another one. This is one of the more um, I want to say the more sinister episodes, but you do, you remember the one with Lamilton? Lamilton, who is Lamilton? Milton was the little boy that Riley was hanging out. Who was that the little boy that stole his grandma's uh, truck? Yes, the sociopath. <laughs> the sociopath. That one. <laughs> that episode's I... funny, man. Because like the, the story that it's based off on is hilarious with it itself. <laughs> okay, exact... I was trying to think, was that based off of a real kid? Yeah, it was based off a real like nine-year-old kid who stole his grandma's truck and just went on a joyride. <laughs> Was the actual nine-year-old kid a sociopath? I don't think so. I think it was just a kid. Because <laughs> in that episode, that kid just kept saying, like, I like to do bad things. I like to hurt people. I don't care. Like, mm-hmm. that was very disturbing. Um, and he had his gun, he had his gun, and he would just be threatening Riley, and Riley didn't want to hang out with him anymore. And, and the, the the show was <laughs> very much a parody off of uh, Halloween because they had the doctor, what was his name? The real doctor is Dr. Loomis in Halloween, but I forget, this. This his name is either Dr. Dumas or something, but he was like, LaMilton, he needs to be killed. He has no human emotions. He's not human. Like, just trying to murder this child. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I mean, the little kid definitely said, like, I like to do bad shit, but, like, he wasn't, yes. like, he wasn't, like, psych- psychologically, like, insane. Like, like it was yes, he was. <laughs> oh, I'm the saying, real like, kid. Yeah, the real kid was not, like, okay. he was just no, a bad kid, that's it. That kid in that episode was fucking crazy. These lifeless eyes. It was awful. <laughs> yeah. I, wa- I watched that episode under the influence. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> Oh my god, you really got scarred by a Boondock show or episode. I mean, that episode, they just, mm, it, it, it sent a shiver up my spine. What can I say? Oh my god. <laughs> How you get scarred by LaMilton but not Stink Meaner? Oh, I'm glad you brought up Stink Meaner. Stink Meaner is a whole saga. A whole saga. Um, Did you know what a nigga moment was before Stink Meaner? Or did you like you know that these things happen, but you didn't know there was a name for it or 
Have you ever experienced a nigga moment? I guess that's what I'm trying to ask. Have I experienced a nigga moment? I mean, mm-hmm. definitely, for sure. Sometimes, Tell us about it. I, I mean, sometimes you, you come up to a nigga, you think he's a nigga, he's not your nigga, and when you, when he's not your nigga, y'all swing on sight. <laughs> I, that's just how it is, you know. I don't, it's not much to it. Uh, but like you know, like Riley said, do we say like ninety percent of like nigga moments? <laughs> And then, like the police killing us or something, mm-hmm. shit like that. And and nigga moments in my life, the police have showed up. So <laughs> it's pretty factual. Wow, I'm learning new things about you. That's a new oh thing that God. I learned. <laughs> I wasn't. I I was just in the vicinity, may have participated, but it was a lot. Of, <laughs> it was it was a lot of niggas going at it at the time. So someone stepped on your shoes. Is that what happened? It was a summer camp at like the HBCU near where we grew up. So this was like in high school. And I another... have never been near that HBCU. I've really? never been over. What were okay. you doing over there? So this was like the last last night of camp. Um, we were just having a good old time. I think we went to the pool and then we got like spray guns. So we decided to have there's another camp there. It was like we're gonna have like a water gun fight. And I, I don't know if niggas had beef with the other niggas in the camp, but like it got real intense and serious. And niggas started spraying the guns in somebody's eye. One of them, like some of the niggas, they were really like like hood hood rat type. Don't fuck with me. Like they were definitely about that life. And somebody sprayed <laughs> the wrong gun at somebody, and like all of a sudden, everybody going at it like a huge like fist fight in the street. Everybody throwing punches. All of a sudden, the cops start pulling up, so we start dipping oh into God. our dorms. Try to lock ourselves in the in our doors because you know ain't nobody trying to get arrested or, or nothing. True, true. Luckily, one of our counselors was dating somebody on the police force, like the campus police. Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he was he was he was cool. He, he let us off. I don't think anybody got in trouble that night. <laughs> wow. But that was like a real life nigga moment. We were really literally there to like just have like a fun water gun fight. And all the, all the camps are fighting. All the all the niggas is just throwing punches at each other. All of a sudden, uh, that wow, that's a real. That's I, have no I never told that. you that story. I never told you. you never told me that. I don't even know how to react to that because I just can't see you. Just I just can't see you being in a fist fight with a bunch look, of niggas. Look, y'all, y'all, I'm a very passive person. I do not condone fighting. Honestly, <laughs> if it's not in a ring, I think it's like 99 percent of the time stupid and like a, a waste of time. <laughs> These hands are exclusively for when my life is threatened. That's it. And that's that's where we're the same. I completely agree with Code. I'm the same exact way for the most part. I don't really see any reason for anyone to get violent with anybody unless, you know. Especially as an adult, bro. That's yeah. when you realize you're an adult. Like, you fight the wrong person, they can just put your ass in jail. I was like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <laughs> very much a, a fair a... fight and like walk our separate ways, but you got to get the cops involved. <laughs> <laughs> All of my nigga moments have been with me and my brother. <laughs> like, it's turned into we were playing video games together and maybe I was whooping his ass too bad in the video games and then we just start brawling like oh all, all all of, of my irrational uh confrontations that have gotten to that or with my brother I mean that's, I feel like a lot of people abuse that's sibling abuse it's not sibling games. abuse that's, <laughs> that's 
that's that's what look me and my brother were three years apart that's who you scrap with the most is who you're closest in age with i wasn't fighting my sister you got 12 years on me <laughs> well that'll be actual abuse so, so no. <laughs> you telling me you never fought your sister yeah okay <laughs> which could arguably be a nigga moment I'm, it's just that's just a part of growing up at that point. i've also seen my dad get in nigga moments too <laughs> has he <laughs> like in real yeah. life like... yeah <laughs> i'm like oh my gosh dad calm down it's not that serious <laughs> but uh yeah stink meaner that's what we were actually talking about mm. um what's your favorite stink meaner episode because i feel like there's three right I think it's the finale when he gets like his whole crew together to whoop ass. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that's my favorite one because that's again oh my, another yeah. episode where they just go crazy with the animation. They keep yeah. calling them little diglets and shit. <laughs> it makes me laugh. I so love much. that fight. There, it was like the stakes were so high with that fight. Mm-hmm. Like because if Bushido Brown went down, they was killing the family, and they were really whooping ass until fucking Bushido got beheaded. That was like. And I wanted to bring this up in our last episode when we were talking about anime, but I'm a little squeamish when it comes to blood, even animated blood. Like, you know, I'm like, ooh, this is too gory for me. When I first Mm. watched that episode of Bushido getting beheaded, I had literally, I turned it off. I was like, this is too much for me. It's way too much. The animation was crazy. And be squeamish at blood. I've evolved since then. You know, after a while, you just get used to it. After a while, dude, yeah. I have to, I got to be ready. I mean, cha- when Chainsaw Man comes out, I'm sure, sure that one's going to be, going to be a lot of blood oh, in that. Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah. 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 Like, I, I, I personally like the second episode when Tom gets possessed by Stink Meaner and they do mm-hmm. the, uh, the Exorcist parody. <laughs> Avoid conversation with the neck. The nigga will lie. The nigga will make excuses. He will use words he don't really know. If he gets really desperate, he may start to rap or dance. And they're doing all these things to get Stink Meaner's, like, spirit out. And it's like, they're whipping him with a belt. They got a police baton. They got a whip. Mm -hmm. And then Uncle Ruckus is like, read, nigga, read. (laughs) (laughs) Just trying to do all these things. Sigur Ruckus is a menace. <laughs> He's such a menace, but I love that episode so much because it was just spooky. It was creepy. I'm down I mean, with that Stingy kind of stuff. a great character, honestly. So everybody is- knows that old old black person that just he's just a hater for no reason. My grandma. My grandma was a stink meaner. She definitely was. She was. Bless her soul, but she was a cranky woman. Like, I don't know what they went through. Like, you know how we would have everybody. You know how we would have grandparents day at school? Mm-hmm. Was always my grandma because because <laughs> I didn't want to bring her to school. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> She was so ornery, and me, her, and my dad—they would just be going at it so much. I'm just like, "What is going on?" I thought grandmas were supposed to be sweet, but nah. <laughs> Everybody else, grandma be nice, but your grandma be too much for mm-hmm. my hater to step up in mm-hmm. there. Me and my other best friend had some ornery grandmas, but. <laughs> 
Oh, my grandma's so I mean, sweet. They were just too far away. Oh, you don't know any. You know, you don't know any elderly stink meaners in your life. Elderly stink meaners in my life. Um, try to think off the top of my head. I think by my my mom's side, my, those grandparents when they got on their bad side, they would definitely be some stink meaners. Like, mm-hmm. you know, new grandparents were like, "You make a sound that pissed them off." Let me. <laughs> Time to whip the belt out. No questions <laughs> asked. <laughs> you can't even explain yourself as a child because, like, a child's opinion does not mean shit to anybody. Then. <laughs> Literally, I think it's also um, like a regional thing too. I just feel like southern, southern yeah. <laughs> parental figures are a lot more stricter. A hundred percent. I, I they, mean, I think a lot of them grow out of it once they have grandchildren. But sometimes, uh-huh. like, it kind of this, like, it's like a like a war flashback. They get PTSD. <laughs> Suddenly they're ready to beat somebody's ass. Were you ever whooped as a kid? Uh, yeah. What did you get whooped with? Uh, mostly a belt. I try, <laughs> yeah. to, I try to tell my parents, like, I, I could have swore you made me get a switch and they deny it. I was like, <laughs> I think I remember if I got a switch or not. <laughs> but like 99% yeah. of the time a belt. What about Same. you? It was a belt. It was always a belt. I don't I don't think my parents knew about a switch. Or maybe they did, but there was no switches growing where we grew up. Okay. Where was this they where were we gonna get a switch from? I, the, the tree outside. Any any type <laughs> of tree. I mean, for me, like I didn't have to do that, but like I have like my family's from like the deep south. So like mm-hmm. whenever we go to a family mm-hmm. reunion, go down south, like somebody's somebody's cousins, their mom, they be acting a fool. They might she might have her favorite switch with her. Like she takes this thing with her <laughs> to beat her kids. I'm like, I feel like you get a certain type of enjoyment if you got like a special twig that you take around to beat your kids with. That's just crazy. There's definitely a line there. There's a line between discipline and child abuse. What granddad was doing was child abuse. Yeah. <laughs> you think Especially granddad was doing child abuse? Yeah. He works so hard. Riley. He worked. He worked so hard to get get the kids there. What you mean? He wasn't even working though. He was on. A, he said multiple times he was on a fixed income. That man was retired. He was not working. Mm-hmm. He was on his butt watching BET. He was watching The Real Housewives of Compton. Hey man, that's what you do when you retired. Okay, <laughs> ain't no wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it at all. So you you also brought up the MLK episode, which I had also wrote down, mm-hmm. um, which I feel like is an insane concept, is what if MLK was never killed? What if he just was in a coma and he woke up? Mm. I mean, what do you think MLK would say if he woke up today? I think he would just be flabbergasted at Megan the You think so? <gasps> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. What's, what? You know, to us, nothing is wrong. But he, he, if he turned on, if he went on TikTok, <laughs> see all these kids shaking out like what? I don't know. I feel like MLK was was down with the shits. Yeah, behind closed doors, but he's a pastor. True, you're right. He is. He is Reverend Doctor Martin Luther King. Right? Exactly, Reverend. Reverend. You know, the, the word is first, and if it ain't by the word. <laughs> Then he's gonna have a problem with that. I don't I mean, even think he would be bothered by that. I think I think one of the things that would 
maybe piss him off. If I was MLK, one thing that would piss me off is these conservatives, every time it's MLK Day, using his quotes out of context. I feel yeah, like that's I mean, something that would piss him off more than big booty yeah. bitches. <laughs> I think I think I think we we kind of go to this negative first, but like and in the positive, like he he can actually see the fruits of his labor. Like we are True. desegregated, we are everywhere. We can go mm-hmm. for the most part, pretty much anywhere we want to, and not have to experience certain things that you know our ancestors had to experience growing up. For so, the most part, maybe for for the half part, for the half part. Yeah, I mean he can he can I've literally been to turn Alabama. It- <laughs> I've been to Alabama too. I, I, I mean, I can, I can still go into the Walmart and see people <laughs> of different races. It's still okay there. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if he like he like he was watching BET, but if he turned the TV on and just flipped to another channel, he'll see all different types of races working together, just mm-hmm. at, just like just literally, literally just living life, and that's kind of what he wanted. That's true. That is beautiful. Yeah, I think he'd be very, you know. Seeing that there was a black president in the office with Barack mm. Obama, that's something probably. that would be. I think he'd be proud of that. Yeah, I think he he'd be pr- never imagined that would happen. Yeah, I think he'd be proud of us too, on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what, would, what would Martin Luther B. King be proud about us on this podcast? Because instead of facing racism and getting hosed down and chased by dogs, we can talk about the mundane cartoons and anime. <laughs> And 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 be in our skin and be free. He would be proud of that. He won't want us to do that. I'm not gonna sit here and think Martin Luther King really thought about niggas doing podcasts in 2022. <laughs> but we can we can sit in that that dream that we're having and assume that's what he thought about. It's you know it's positivity, I, but we still have a long way to go. I mean, voting rights, something that he was a huge advocate for, something we're still fighting for. Yeah. Trying to get that voting rights bill passed. I mean, I mean that's that's a whole other conversation. Um, but it was just very eye opening to see that episode, and I feel like MLK would probably, you know, his mouth would drop at what this country has evolved into since he was last walking the earth. Mm-hmm. I mean, him and Betty White, they were what a couple couple years apart, not that many years apart, and she just passed away. So there was a lot of things he could have seen. He could have witnessed or he kicked the bucket. Maybe he would be proud of us overall. I don't think he would be like disgusted. <laughs> oh, no. We say like he'll be disgusted, but like honestly, let's say he is like close to 100 years of age. I don't think most mm-hmm. elderly people are like being exposed to what we watch and see on a daily basis anyway. You know, That's like true. it's mm-hmm. only like a rare occurrence where like something like that kind of breaks through to those audiences. Like, Mm-hmm. Like WAP. That's like that's like one of the few <laughs> times like maybe your grandma saw it and she was like, What is this? You know, but like <laughs> for the most part, like she's really not seeing what we see on social media and TV mm-hmm. like that. Like she just watching freaking the young and rec- rec- reckless like all day on CBS or something. Like the young and the restless. Watches. Young that was and the my restless. Damn. Yeah. General Hospital, Bold and the Beautiful. I mean, yeah, could any, you imagine MLK opera. being on Twitter? Could you imagine? No, I, I think he would hate Twitter. Absolutely hate Twitter. <laughs> That's the last place Martin Luther King should be. <laughs> no, for real, though. For real. So, watching the boondocks, even in the past and in the present, are there any lessons that you took away from the show? I mean, are there any lessons to learn from watching this show? 
Uh, I think there's like a lesson almost in almost every single episode, you know, mostly mm-hmm. voiced by Huey. You know, there's a lot mm-hmm. of history, a lot of knowledge you can gain. I mean, for the most part, I think it's just like you can have your fun and ignorance. That's what the show is. It's just like, yeah, it kind of points out the ignorant stuff that that's we a do. word. Say that again. What did you just say? But the fun and ignorance, the ignorant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The ignorance that we do that we find entertaining that we kind of just think it's just like oh it's just for fun and games but you know sometimes you have to sit back and take a step back and just kind of look at what you're doing and like kind of think of the bigger picture like is it really propelling us as a people is it really making us better or mm-hmm. are we just kind of stagnant and just kind of like enjoying just nonsense and I, I love think, that you said that because in yeah. the the Ebony Brown episode do you remember this episode uh no no like me granddad he meets the perfect woman name is ebony brown yes that's such a okay okay i think i remember creative name this the black one that's not the hoe right no this is not (laughs) the hoe this is this is this is a good black woman okay she got a good job her hair be laid you know Mm -hmm. ain't nothing wrong with her um especially when when she meets uncle ruckus and you know he's saying his anti-black things and calling her a monkey and all of that and she just finds him so funny. And she's like, you know, what he's saying is reprehensible. Like, it's disgusting what he's saying. But she said, there's just enough truth in it to make you, like, take a step back and look at yourself. And then he's funny. And something about that makes him likable. That's what she, and I was like, okay, so this is why I don't completely hate Uncle Ruckus as a character. Because he's just ignorant his own way. He ain't doing nothing to nobody. He's just saying a bunch of dumb shit. He is. He is saying a bunch of... Was there anything that he ever said that... You ever think he, like, went too far? No. I, if anything, the farther he got, the funnier it was to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be saying some things I didn't even, ever even thought about. Like, I didn't know what Mulatto was until Mulatto yeah. was, like, a star. And then I go back and, like, he's calling Tom's daughter a, a little Mulatto. I'm like, what? <laughs> Like you really gotta be ignorant to know these words. <laughs> you really do. There was, I mean, he had every every derogatory term in his vocabulary. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it did, did not end. It did not end for him. It, I know, and he. I I never got the fact that um, I guess Granddad and probably Huey and Riley for that for that matter were light skin. He was always calling Granddad like high yellow. And I was like, oh, these, they're supposed to be light-skinned? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, they could have drew them a little lighter. They seem pretty brown-skinned to me. But <laughs> I mean, they didn't look like ruckus, so I guess that was enough for them. <laughs> true. Tell true, the true, true. How do you, like, wh- what was your thoughts when they did that episode on his backstory? The color ruckus. <laughs> yeah, it was some weird color purple <laughs> synopsis but like i don't know i just i found it funny you thought it was sad i just I everything did. about ruckus makes me laugh like just how he came to be it just like his whole excuse for loving white people which is mm-hmm. kind of like yeah you can't love that much bro <laughs> i mean it, it, but it was a it was a lie perpetuated by his mom mm-hmm. Her, his mom was also very in favor of caucasian people and told him he was adopted even since he was a little child one eye was better than the other and i just don't understand why his dad felt the need to beat him so okay i do understand it because they did talk about it but it was Uh just he's there's something very tragic about his character um 
which I guess is on purpose. Did you find yourself sympathizing with him? No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, me neither. (laughs) I mean, think about it. It's based off the color purple. Isn't it like, is it Danny Glover in the color purple? He's like super abusive, right? Um... I've never too, seen uh, the color purple in its entirety. <laughs> I've seen it on BET in my house walking by it. That's about it. And that's on purpose because I know it's I don't like sad <laughs> stuff. I know the color purple is sad. I that's on purpose why I have not seen the color purple in its entirety. And I ain't watching the new one either. I don't care who they got in it. I know Fantasia and them can sing, but I still ain't gonna watch it. Oh, there's a new color purple. Mm-hmm. Why? <laughs> I don't know. You know, Hollywood ran out of ideas. Everything is a remake or a reboot. Also Fantasia? Yeah. <laughs> she she plays Seely, I think, maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Oprah, oh, Oprah's making this. Why does Oprah feel the need to do this? Wasn't she in the color purple? Because it's Oprah. She can do whatever the fuck she wants. She's she? I mean, I get that, but like, why? <laughs> I, just, so there I don't are no- know. Go there ahead. were no other other lessons to take away from the show. Uh, not really. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. I tried to think in my head, like, all right, you've been binging this episode for the past, uh, binging this show for the past couple days. Mm-hmm. Your brain is feeling a little bit like mush. <laughs> I was actually, I felt like how Huey felt when he was watching BET nonstop. That's kind of the same feeling I was getting from watching the boondocks. I mean, it's great in moderation, but you know, it's, you can only take here in the word nigga so much, <laughs> but yeah, I did so you take, too much. It was too much in words for you. It was a little too much. Um, <laughs> but I, I did take away that being black, you know, we may have, especially black in America, Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that, as a people, that we could probably work on that we could do oh, better. For sure. But at, but at the end of the day, it's kind of dope being us. You know? oh, yeah. Ain't nobody like us. They try to be like us, but mm-hmm. we call them out. We let them know you, you ain't the real. <laughs> <laughs> and I love like the the character. I love the um the evolution of Thugnificent. I love how he starts off as like. This loud, ignorant rapper, his song, Stomp Him in the Nuts, Fuck Granddad, <laughs> some great songs. Mm-hmm. Then his records ain't really selling like that. And he loses his house and he becomes like a UPS driver. <laughs> it just seems like something that would happen to a rapper. You know? It, it definitely has. It- <laughs> Who's the rapper or the, sing- the singing ass rapper who owes all those people money? You know who I'm talking about? <laughs> Gangs Delicious? No, I'm talking about in real life. In real life? Oh, YK Osiris. Yes. I could see YK Osiris becoming a UPS driver. I just why do they keep letting that nigga money, bro? I don't understand. <laughs> but I, don't even, I don't even I, feel bad. Like No, he, no. He lost no. that earring that he spent like a hundred K on. Mm-hmm. I was like, nigga, pay the niggas that, back. And that's <laughs> why you don't spend a hundred K on no earrings, okay? Right. Exactly. Shoot, I love love Thugnificent. I feel like he's such a like endearing character. Mm-hmm. His voice actor is great. <laughs> I love that he refers to Granddad as old nigga. <laughs> <laughs> but we kind of we also kind of talked about this a little bit, which is uh, the art style of the show, which is mm-hmm. heavily influenced by 
you know, that anime art style. Um, did that have any any bearing on like how much you watched the show or was that a factor? I mean, I definitely at the time growing up, I that made me want to watch it more because that's kind of mm-hmm. when I discovered anime. So mm-hmm. I mean it's not like I mean, at that time what we have is like let like, the proud family. Yeah. Static Shock, which like is like a comic book show, but it really wasn't like super wasn't you know there's like shows like young justice and justice league mm-hmm. they might kind of have like that anime slightly inspired but static shock wasn't too much like that so just to see like to me it's like it, it could be considered an anime in a way definitely just because of like the way you know the way the eyes are the way the yeah. action sequences are so to me it's it's kind of like a first of its kind mm-hmm. that's i love what... the i love the aesthetic of the boondocks because when we were talking about being in the anime closet, you know, niggas might not have said like, oh, I watch anime, but they would have been like, hell yeah, I watch the boondocks. And I used to think like, mm-hmm. okay, well, if you can watch the boondocks then you can watch, you know, Bleach or whatever, you know, <laughs> it's kind of like, so would the boondocks be, what, what, what genre is that? Is that slice of life? Is that what we're seeing? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I don't know if it would be slice of life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It would definitely be some action, definitely a mm-hmm. comedy. I mean, yeah, I, I guess it could be slice you of know, life true, for niggas. True. That's for sure. <laughs> true to its anime counterparts, uh, the Boom Dogs did start off as a comic strip, and so the the cartoon is an adaptation, mm-hmm. just like just anime. like a majority of yeah, mm-hmm. which is cute. Did you ever read the comic strip? Not at yeah, all. Yeah, me neither. I I didn't even know where that, where I would even find that. Wasn't exactly. New York Times, was it? I, I doubt it, but <laughs> <laughs> it was there somewhere. I mean, you got mm-hmm. picked up, I'm, so I'm sure it's online somewhere. Um, so this show also wouldn't be anything without the voice actors. Um, so shout out to Regina King for voicing both Riley and Huey. I mean, you could tell, I mean, honestly, they sound the same because it's the same voice actress, but there are, you know, different little nuances in their voice. Riley definitely sounds more childish, more Mm nigga-ish. Huey is a little bit more reserved, more even tone. Um, Out of the two boys, which, which character was your favorite? I mean, it's Riley. Like it's not it's not that hard. <laughs> it's it's a yin and the yang, but at the end of the day, you want the most entertaining nigga to hang around, and that's Riley. Mm-hmm. Like, he always mm-hmm. up to some shit. He's always talking. He's always shit. up, and I love that he's able to rope Granddad into his shenanigans. It's always them two together that are mm-hmm. getting into mess, and they're both like egging each other on. Bad exactly. influences on each other. It's like a lot of a lot of the stuff that they would get into, they could avoid. If they just listen to the voice of reason, which is Huey, of course. Mm. Um, I don't think it makes anything close to what my family was like, honestly. But Oh, no, not at all. There was nothing. Um, I could not identify with, with their family dynamic. And there was a lot of characters in that show that I did not identify with. It wasn't really rooting for anybody. Um mm-hmm. You know? It's just kind of more like people you pass in life. Like someone like Riley is definitely somebody you might 
me growing up that you like you might mm-hmm. be friends with them but you don't really kick mm, it right? i like wouldn't because he, she'd be acting crazy so like <laughs> or you might not hang with huey because you might find him boring or he's to himself so i yeah i did notice a lot of the in a lot of episodes a lot of the cutaways Huey's reading a book like 80 percent of the time mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're smart nigga very smart, very smart. Someone we should definitely uh, aspire to be like, uh, lest we be labeled a domestic terrorist. Some other iconic characters. Uh, gotta give it up for a pip named Slickback. Shout out Cat Williams. Shout out to Cat Williams. Some of his best work, honestly. You gotta I feel say like the his... whole thing. You gotta say a pimp named yep. Slickback. Not, yep. not Slickback, but a pimp named Slickback. <laughs> Now hold up, Slickback. No, that's a pimp named Slickback. That's what I said, Slickback. No, no, it's a pimp named Slickback. Like a tribe called Quest. You say the whole thing. A pimp named Slickback. It can be called you Slickback for short. No, nigga, I'm a pimp named Slickback. The whole thing. I love the episode when... <laughs> this was the Usher episode when Sarah was getting a little too cozy up to Usher and a pimp mm. named Slickback is trying to teach Tom, you know, you gotta, you gotta take control of your bitch. You gotta control y'all. What you mean? He had him training with um, his bottom bitch, Sweetest Taboo. She was whooping his ass. <laughs> I mean, the names of these girls. (laughs) I mean, they're really creative when they make people's names. I know. I just, one thing that I wish, if if they, if they, if we ever get the opportunity for them to bring Boondocks back, I wish they would handle the women in the show maybe a little bit better. Probably. Yeah. That's what I would like to see. A lot of the women that we see in the show, first of all, there's no main women characters um and the ones we do see are either hoes you know they're crazy getting hit slapped True. it's just it's just it's you know it's a lot <laughs> it is a lot i i definitely definitely can attest to that but i, mean, but I can, yeah, I can right. recognize i can recognize the time the time that this show was made in you know heavily steeped in hip-hop culture Mm-hmm. And if anything, I think they were trying to like hit the satire button in terms of how women are treated in the culture. Mm-hmm. They may have just like put it a little too on the nose and just not trying to get like the flip side of it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's definitely true. It's it's very much on the nose. Um, and then two other characters that I think are I don't even know how how to describe them, but um, Ed and Rummy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> voiced by two, <clears throat> two, two goats in our community Samuel L. Jackson and Charlie Murphy also R.I.P. How can they do the show with all these people gone? How? I mean those were not super main characters They weren't main characters but I have to <clears throat> tell you every, every scene they were in every episode they were in I was eating it up. I was I mean I yeah because they're hilarious they just like they just ignorant ass niggas, except in the show that they're white. They're white. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like. so funny. I love when um, Rummy was talking about nigga technology. <laughs> Fun fact: nothing typed by someone's thumbs has ever been important. It's all just nigga technology, anyway. What you call it? Nigga. 
Technology. Technology for niggas. Shit, I be texting my ass off. Shit, bitches like texting. I be texting them all the time. Matter of fact, I also be texting my weed man too, because you know he don't like to be on the phone, so I text Case in point. <laughs> Talking about the damn Bluetooth and the iPhones. And he was like, basically anything that doesn't plug into a computer, anything that doesn't plug into a printer is nigga technology. <laughs> Because niggas mm. never have nothing to print. <laughs> what? <laughs> what does funny. that even mean? <laughs> I don't know, but it's funny. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they can still do Samuel Jackson, but, you know, R.I.P. Charlie. Yeah, R.I.P. Charlie. I also like when he was talking about, when Ed was talking about he was deployed in um, so Afghanistan. Afghanistan, Iraq, Iran. Look, the first them. episode, he's just like tell the white people what's going on. He was like, it was war. It was war, basically. War. You know what that's like? Motherfuckers be like shooting. <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to try, talking about the women, and they had them little cloth, little cloth over their faces. You didn't really know what they looked like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> great I mean, characters. I mean, it's a great, you know, a great point. It's just like bunch of rich kids being raised by like a in the suburbs but like you know mm-hmm. they take in our culture would act a certain way that's just mm-hmm. the whole point of this character and there was something um genuine genuine about those characters and i think it was just because the voice acting was so strong mm-hmm. i mean even though they were drawn white i just my brain would not allow me to d- distinguish them as white characters being portrayed by black voice actors i was like these are niggas i'm watching niggas because <laughs> they voice my niggas <laughs> <laughs> absolutely um so another thing that i had kind of wrote down as something that the show kind of nails pretty well is the music um the scoring of the show it's very um a lot of jazz, a lot of pianos, mm-hmm. um, kind of in those those more low key moments. Then when the action starts, start to hear hip hop, rap music. I mean, I mean, I think it's just trying to embrace that culture. Honestly, mm-hmm. I think it gives like a great, especially the jazz influences. So, so it's like mm-hmm. the little things you don't notice. It kind of just like brings the moment into a show. It's just like oh, they're yeah. just chilling at the neighborhood. It's always more simpler than. Then they get into some action and like some heavy mm-hmm. hip hop. A lot of mm-hmm. music that you probably wouldn't hear on your average cartoon show back then. Hell so. no. I found myself while I was rewatching, just like, you know, hey Siri, what, what song is this right now? Um, mm-hmm. I probably just activated my Siri, Did but <laughs> almost. <laughs> but uh, see, there she go. Um, but yeah, I found myself like, oh my gosh, what song is this um, by artists that I've never come across? Um, or heard or one of the songs wasn't even like on Spotify or Apple Music or anything. It was like on YouTube. Some mm-hmm. underground artist. But one of the one of the one scene that I feel like stands out to me in terms of like the music really hitting an emotional chord with me was when Riley was hanging out with that Bob Ross character tagging houses. His final painting, I'm assuming is is granddad's their son or daughter we don't know which one i think it's riley and riley and huey's parents paints a portrait of them on the house the music that plays at the end and granddad starts tearing up like that struck an emotional chord with me 
I think it was because of the music that they were playing at the time. Yeah, people don't realize the score really is everything. It ties the whole scene together. Mm-hmm. You can just you can just hear words, but sometimes the emotion isn't carried unless you hear some good music behind it. So yeah, it really like sets the tone of the show, especially rap music when they start fighting, mm-hmm. <laughs> when guns get drawn. How do you yeah. feel that the uh, the show, the quality of the show, has progressed over time? Feel that there is a um, major differences between season one, two, three, and four. Um, I mean the animation does get better. You can definitely tell the yes. budget got bigger. Eventually. Yes, season one, I was not really um blown away not, by the animation. Yeah, they're not moving a lot in season one at all. At all. And by season three, it's like very active again. Um, stink meaners, home homeboys, and home women mm-hmm. show up. Exactly. Uh, the animation is really great, really fluid. Give niggas so, a budget, yeah. you know. You know that they were <laughs> going to get like twenty million to make the new season. Twenty million. <clears throat> wow, that's a lot of money. Right? I didn't know they needed all that money. <laughs> animation ain't cheap nowadays. Shoot. I bet it's not, but I also felt like season one was a lot of um a lot of human stories, a lot of human storylines. Uh you know, stuff that I felt like was either a spoof off of what was happening in real life or just like day-to-day things that happen in real life. Mm-hmm. And then when we get to season two, it's a little bit more fantastical. Um one one episode that stands out is when Granddad had the kung fu killer wolf bitch over for dinner. <laughs> that shit was kind of funny. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it just allows. I mean, I kind of appreciate that because, like, one, they kind of start mm-hmm. off as, you know, just pure satire, what's going on. And then, like, you, mm-hmm. you can tell, like, the writers want to, like, flex like, exactly, like, their storytelling skills and, like, you know, how crazy can this world be? Literally. Like, it doesn't have to really be that grounded in reality. It doesn't have to be that grounded. I was literally thinking of you when I was rewatching. I was like, ooh, they're not getting this grounded anymore. <laughs> a lot of this is getting a little a little out there. But then I, mean, obviously, yeah. I was gonna say, obviously, when a bunch of old people are doing kung fu, then you know, all reality's gonna <laughs> burn out the door. Literally. I, I think they really hit the nail on the head though with the um the chicken the chicken virus thing. I mean, that was just so it was, accurate, man. It was too close to home because they had in the same episode some chicken that was selling out mm-hmm. and then a global pandemic on top of that. Can't make this up. Are you trying to say COVID's because of the Popeyes? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all we all ate that chicken and suddenly we, we got a virus. We all ate that chicken and suddenly there's a once in a lifetime virus ravaging the globe. You gotta put two and two together. Coincidence? I think. But no bat in Wuhan. It was some chicken. <laughs> I was, I'm still gonna eat Popeyes regardless. So what's the I'm point? still gonna eat Popeyes regardless. <laughs> and that's the nigga in me. And Eric McGruder, he knew this. <laughs> he oh knew God. this about us. I mean, it's a good ass chicken sandwich, so. It is a good ass chicken. You like the have you had the spicy one? Is that the like just the spice? Yeah, I had the spicy one. I haven't had the Magnus Stallion one, the hottie, oh, the hottie version. I had, yes, 
I didn't get a chance to have that either. They still selling that? Can you still get the hottie sauce? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. I'm, I'm craving Popeyes now, so I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go to my local Popeyes, probably sit in the drive-thru for 20 minutes. Uh, mm, I don't know about that. The Popeyes pop- do be the Popeyes do be slow out here. Like, really slow. Oh, my Popeyes in the hood, so. Are all the Popeyes in the hood? No. Oh, that's churches. That's churches. My churches, bad. yeah. All churches. <laughs> the, ain't, ain't no churches in the suburbs. So if I feel like some some something good happens and we do get a, a Boondocks reboot or remake, is it is that something that you would want to see, or are you are you good on that? Um, I mean, the fan in me wants to see it just because I think. Like we said earlier, there's a lot of stories that they can tell and portray mm-hmm. and make yeah. fun of. And I think it would be hilarious. Part of me is just like, you know, you know, granddad's not here. John Witherspoon's yeah. not here. Yeah. And it's and if like if the if the voice actor is just slightly off, you could tell that can really just like ruin it. Ruin Grab the whole thing. The whole thing. So I mean, unless they felt like they, they got somebody who could really like portray his voice the same way. I'm not sure. I don't think so. John Witherspoon was he was unmatched in this show. He really brought Granddad to life. Mm-hmm. He was Granddad, like honestly, he was he was Granddad. <laughs> you look at all the other like movies he's like been in, just like he's he's always played that type of character. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's hard to just like imagine somebody else trying to take up. Or like if they just decide to like kill him off, like it's not the same, you know. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean. Well, I'm gonna sit there and watch it just like at anything that gets like rebooted or yeah. made in the live action. I'm gonna watch it just for entertainment purposes. But if I'm not like it, I'm just turn it off. I'm not gonna hate on the internet like a lot of other people do. But yeah, it's very it just, mature. That's very mature. I mean, who cares what I say on Twitter, bro? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, if you don't like something, then you would just turn it off, you wouldn't just bash it. Like, I like mean, a lot of people. Like that option exists and people don't realize that. Yeah. I mean, I, I think ultimately it was just like, is does the main character or main creator like care if the show is on or not? And he was like, Oh, I'm on he was on board for the reboot. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. Okay, that, then cool. I'm all here for it, you know. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Avatar, the last Ambander, like mm-hmm. are the creators involved with it? No, all right. We're kind of skeptical about it. We, we don't know what's gonna happen. Of course. So that's kind of how I view it. Voice acting aside, even though voice acting is a huge part of like draw of this show it's mm. really the writing yeah. the razor sharp writing like you said you yeah. you started watching some of the episodes in season four i don't think i've watched any i don't think i have of that season could you tell like the difference yeah. between the writing and the in season four compared to like one through three a little bit uh like i said before i think i only got like three episodes into season four um and the, and the episodes really aren't as bad as i thought they would be um i but i wasn't aware like a lot of the pop culture references at the time that would be incorporated oh like one of the first episodes in season four there is a um a breaking bad reference um there's the chris brown episode i believe is in season four or it's at the end of season three sorry (laughs) can't remember at the moment but it's it's like not that bad 
Um, but I do remember a Kardashian episode that was pretty bad that I felt like I was not watching the boondocks. I felt like I was watching something entirely different. It wasn't yeah. good. <laughs> That's like one too many white people to be like part of the main path, main like yeah. storyline of the boondocks. I think, cause I think one thing that stood out to me is in, in, in those earlier episodes, we knew when they were talking about specific characters without having to name them like the real life people that they're based off of. Like mm-hmm. the Tyler Perry episode. They didn't call that character Tyler Perry, but we knew who the fuck they were talking about. You tried um, to get that show taken down for us. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it was so true. <laughs> Even though, yeah, that one was wild. Um, aside from the R. Kelly episode, it was like I could name like um Thugnificent. Had to like look it up, but apparently he was based off of Ludacris. Like I didn't know that, but <laughs> that's who they were trying to portray at the moment. I, don't, I had to look up Gangsta Delicious. Apparently it's Fifty Cent, but I don't, I don't see it. I don't see that at all. I think I, mean, I, I think it's Fifty Cent because you know he had, you know he got shot like so many times, and so that's the whole True. okay. Thing. But like the you know the ending of that episode, I'm like uh, I don't know if it's Fifty Cent. <laughs> I don't think 56 kissing his whole boy. So. I mean, we don't know. <laughs> I, we definitely don't know. <laughs> we are not outing 56. I want to make that clear. We don't know this man. I don't even watch Power. <laughs> I haven't seen a single episode. But yeah, I just, if there was a reboot, I I do feel like there's a lot of things that they could talk about what's going on today. I also think it's another opportunity for them to tackle things in a politically correct manner but you know um handling like lgbtq issues in a more nuanced way um you know handling sexism in a more nuanced way um just just certain things i get it you know niggas are ignorant this is we know niggas that are like this Mm -hmm. but Niggas have the propensity to change. We can learn, can grow. I mean, that's all. That's all about the magnificent. He changes. He grows in a way. Mm-hmm. The better. We don't know. But... <laughs> <laughs> I think debatable. that was just that was just a phase, like with the the Obama getting elected. <laughs> yeah. Which I felt like was so at the time I couldn't. Um, couldn't appreciate that episode for what it was but the guy who was like doing the whole documentary on it he was like you know of course granddad he's all in love with obama mm-hmm. the guy's telling him like why do you love obama granddad's like well he's going to lower my taxes and the guy's like actually he's gonna raise taxes at your income level and dad's like well he's gonna pull the troops out of afghanistan and the guy's like that's also not true <laughs> and granddad's like well he's like gonna get rid of corporate bailouts and the guy's like that's also not true and then granddad's like well, what the fuck that nigga gonna do like, <laughs> which i felt like yeah a lot of black people are like we don't care what his politics are he's black we're voting for him what do you mean <clears throat> exactly Oh, that's the only instance where that's true. I was going to say that. Yes. <laughs> you, you only get one. We're not doing that again. <clears throat> nigga said they vote for Henry Kane. I was like, hell no. Hell no. <laughs> the second nigga that runs for president going to have to have his shit together because I'm playing that. 
Mm-hmm. So are there any final thoughts on the boondocks as we we kick off this Black History Month series where we are highlighting some black ass shows? Um watch the boondocks if you haven't watched it, and then keep watching it because we don't know <laughs> if they're gonna keep bring it back or not. So just keep watching it. I don't know. Yeah, we don't know if they'll bring it back or not. I mean, the episodes that we have are phenomenal. Their time. Yeah, really written, timeless episodes. Timeless episodes. Written very well. Great characters. I mean, what more can you say? Um, I was thinking when I was watching it, like, you know how anime has, you know, crossed over into the United States. We're eating it up. Um, and there are some, like, cultural things that we may not understand that we see in anime do you think that boondocks could go overseas and it would be received similarly like are you asking if like the show could be viewed in a different country or you're asking if yeah. they bring themes from different countries into the show i'm asking if the show as it's as itself could be viewed in other countries and if it would if other countries could understand like the cultural context behind it for sure i mean think so? be, in the uk the show can be to be yeah made. yeah uk definitely some african countries they could definitely still get with it but outside of that i don't know obviously canada too but yeah oh you hit the nail on the head i'm thinking those like north north american european countries i don't think this show would should be in asia <laughs> personally I, guess, I, I don't know. I feel like it might educate them a little bit more. I think it would do the opposite. <laughs> I don't think like people die they in kind, the they culture. Kind of, they take the entertainment at face value and don't really understand the culture. Exactly. More. I don't think they'd be able to pull the sides, the satire out of like, this is what's we're making fun of stuff here. And this is what's actually like serious. Exactly. Because I think niggas here in the United States can't do that. So... <laughs> I know it wouldn't do well overseas. Mm-hmm. All right, you make like, a good oh, point. This, this is how black people are in America. That's uh. <laughs> not for you to decide. It's for exactly. us. To decide. <laughs> uh, it's Boondocks is a show made by niggas for niggas. Like I don't, of course, anyone like watch what you want. You can watch whatever you want, mm-hmm. but Boondocks is for black people. It's unapologetically black. Knows who its audience is. What's talking to? It's not talking to anybody else but us. I think there's like Facts. something special about that. I mean, it's very rare to get like a show that's kind of for black people, also hilarious, isn't corny in any type of way. You know, people, mm-hmm. <clears throat> black is just a great show, but like there's a lot of corny moments that you kind of like kind of. Blackish is a great show. I love blackish, but I. You know it's for white people too it's not just right. it's not for us specifically um have you ever watched black af <sighs> that's that's, that's why you haven't mm. i watched like <clears throat> like a couple episodes of it mostly because rashida jones was in it and uh, mm. it's just it was just like pete can you embarrass you know mm-hmm Except he's in the show, and it's just like really, really cringy. I did not like. Oh, it. really? It's really cringy. Oh, yes. damn! <laughs> so now I'm never gonna watch it. But that I mean, I, it's, 
You can if you want to. I mean, it's like Kenya Bears is definitely like genre defying. He's been great for the culture. He's really put us in places um, like on ABC's, like has several different like comedy shows there. He's making mm-hmm. movies at a level that a lot of like black comedy creators haven't done in a long time. So I respect that. At the same time, it's just like sometimes the show is just trying to like, all oh, this is black, 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 black. But it's like, is everyone experiencing the same things? And also the way you're portraying it, is it actually funny or is it just kind of corny in a way? I don't mm. know. Feel that. You just maybe not, I don't think I'm going to watch it. I mean, I don't think I'm going to be missing anything if I don't, but just like, like Insecure, where I feel like it was made for us by us. That's how I feel Boondocks is. And there aren't mm-hmm. a lot, of, you can't really name a lot of shows out there like that there's something like very um pure about it i mean it's just not a like a like a third hand in the process trying to change mm-hmm. the story or trying to make it a little bit easier for someone else to understand it's just mm-hmm. the, how the story is as is nothing changed and yeah that's that's kind of why the shows are that good especially with the critique of bet i mean they are scathing of bet in that show not only yeah. is it stupid, but it is detrimental, harmful to black people. I mean, you gotta think of BT at the time. It's it's very opinionated based, so mm-hmm. I don't know. I think when I think of BT, I just think of One Six and Park. Like that's yeah. the only thing I really watched on there at the time as a kid. So mm-hmm. I don't know what else was really. I know there was like College Park and. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bunch of other reality shows that kind of may or may not have like portrayed us in a good light, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It just kind of depends on who who you are and how you how you like decide whether BET is really good or bad for the culture. <laughs> it's I, I I think it like flows and ebbs on whether BET is good for the culture. Like I don't know. I like most things. Anything that is done supposedly done in service to black people could either go really really right or really left i feel like bt just tends to like straddle that line it sometimes leans more towards left sometimes leans towards right i mean they have some good programming when they're not playing baby boy <laughs> this is true probably be the it's funny it's funny as boondocks is it's probably be the most serious of the episodes this month i know i know i know even when i was watching the episodes i was like "Ooh, i'm supposed to talk about this like this is like i need to write a thesis instead of talk about it casually on a podcast Mm -hmm. (laughs) well that's gonna do it for us for this episode thanks for joining us i hope having an amazing black history month just being black and beautiful i'm august I'm code. And you're listening to Tune Nation. If you're not black, high five a black person. If you're not black, high five a black person. Give a black person some money. Tell a black person to have a great day. But don't say it because they're black. Don't. <laughs>